Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast that brings you the best. I'm your host, Henry. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am so excited about this one. And the reason is, is we've got a special episode this week. So if you've been paying attention at all to our Word Spoken Podcast Instagram page, then you would have seen that um, from about a couple of weeks ago, I started running a competition. So what I did is I put up a post and I said, look, calling all poets, please send in an audio recording of yourself performing your work um, because I'd really like to include it in an upcoming show. Um, And I've been overwhelmed by the number of people that have sent their work in and also overwhelmed by the talent. I've uh, had the pleasure of kind of going through all the entries over these past couple of weeks and I've really, really been blown away, not only by the standard, but also by... um, where where people were like applying from we've had people apply from all over the world from New Zealand to Sweden to Russia all across the UK Wales Scotland England honestly I've been really really blown away by the kind of reach of this um so the first first thing I want to say is thank you very much to everyone who took the time to send in their work Um, Yeah, as I said, it's really been a pleasure to get to hear it all and I'm very grateful. There were, by the way, over 120 people that applied to come on. Um, So, as I said, massive thank you to all of those people, but also a massive well done uh, to everyone that made it on through to the final cut. So um, let me just tell you a little bit about how we're kind of going to break this down. Um, So what I thought I'd do is obviously due to social distancing at the moment, open mic nights are a thing of the past. So what I thought I'd do is kind of treat this as if it was an open mic night. So we're going to be hearing from 10 poets in this episode. I'm going to give you a brief little intro and bio to them, tell you a little bit about their piece, uh, where you can follow them on Instagram and so on and so on. And then we're going to jump on and hear each and every one of them. Um, As I said, very excited to get this out. Um, We've got some amazing poets on this one. I was really blown away by the talent. So we have to list them. Phil Joa, Sean Clark, Jamie Crawford, Leah Quinn, Angus Brown, the bipolar poet, Heidi Henders, David Atkinson, Eleanor Clark and Jeremy Gunny. Okay, 10 fantastic pieces. I was really, uh, I just kind of knew by the time after I listened to them for the first time, I was like, yes, okay, I would love to get them included within the show somehow. So I think it's time just to get started. I hope you're all ready. So this is the open mic with Word Spoken. We've got 10 great poets coming up. The first poet is Philip Joa. I really hope I'm... Do you know what? I'm going to say this. I really do hope I pronounce everyone's names right. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm really sorry. I hope I get it right. Joa, his surname is J-O-A. So Joa, I don't know. But I really like this piece. He was actually one of the kind of first people to send his poem across. Um, and when I kind of listened to it, I was like, okay, wow. Okay, the bar's high. Um, and I really, really loved it. He's based in Athens. Um, and this piece you're about to hear is really, really great. He also gives a little intro um, to the piece itself. So I won't kind of go into too much detail about it. But I will say, if you want to give him a follow on Instagram, head to Phil Joa. So P-H-I-L-J-O-A. So this first piece doesn't have a title. It is called, therefore, Untitled. And this is Phil Joa. Phil Joa. 
Hi, Words Spoken Podcast. My name's Phil. I'm from London, but currently based in Athens, Greece. Um, I'd like to introduce myself as a spoken word artist or a, or a poet, um, but I always kind of feel uh, shy about actually saying that. And that's kind of what this poem is about, just kind of acknowledging that all of us, all human beings, have some kind of creativity inside of us, whether we call ourselves artists or not. Um, so that's what this one's about. In the beginning... Art wasn't a profession. We human beings congregating daily was a lesson where we learned that everyone deserves space for self-expression. And so we sang. We moved. Not in unison, but together. Not valuing you as better to be viewed by us for leisure, just together. And so we sketched. We spoke, told tales to explain existence and history before the terms were even listed in dictionaries because our words, our words become stories only once they've been shared. Just as thoughts become memories only once they've been paired with experience, I tell myself, sing. Move in ways fit for a show-off, whether the show is on or not. And if you witness this moment in others, blissful, alone, or in vast numbers, stop, spend a while, lend a smile, not in derision, but in delight of one more soul giving not one single fuck. Because in the midst, art appears profession. We human beings congregating daily, routinely offer payment in exchange for entertainment, keep our dreams confined to beds, conceal our sins until confession. Hardly a wonder then, best part squandered or repressed that art becomes framed around who is or isn't blessed with talent innate rarefied and channeled only through a special few but i dispute this truth is groups of human beings move sing sway dance draw paint shape carve make art whichever way their hearts desire it stokes our fire it helps us connect It helps us turn strangers into friends. Helps us understand and make sense. Helps us relax and reflect. Because in the future, art won't be profession. We human beings congregating daily will wonder why obsession over screens and streams superseded need for self-expression. So much so it will seem cliche to mention it. And whether we make complaints or change this, TV won't last forever nor will the endeavour to be famous or rich, but name me one kid who won't still sing for the mirror, won't dance for the moon, as if art needs an audience other than you. But you know this. Sure as blood-pumping echoes, drums-thumping, heartbeats into rhythm, you know this. Sure as quickened breath beckons tempo, moulding melody from adrenaline-infused energy, you know this. So show this. And if you're hearing me say, you know, Shakespearean way, all life's a stage, don't get me wrong. Performance is to audience what chorus is to song. But we all belong. Because in the end, who knows, maybe art outgrows profession. We human beings congregating daily, making statements of intention from a globe so close to breaking that art becomes the very hope we have to save it. So why contain it? Take it back to basics. We are all creatives, creating good, creating bad, 
The path of our past, present and future, we shape it. Make no mistake, art is no more or less the very expression of what our collective fate is. So let's create it. So there we go. That was Philip Joa with a poem as yet untitled. Um, I thought it was an amazing piece. I thought it would be a great piece to kind of start things off. I think the message in there is something that will be able to resonate with a lot of people listening to this. So I just wanted to say, Phil, out in Athens over there, thank you so much. What a lovely start to the open mic. Um, There was a couple of lines which really stood out for me there. Um, when he kind of mentions that art helps us turn strangers into friends. And I think that's definitely something that's kind of very common in the spoken word scene and within poetry. Um, and I think that kind of rings very, very true. And then just to top it off with that final line, art is no more or less the very expression of what our collective fate is. So let's create it. Brilliant line, brilliant ending, lovely poem. So with that message continuing on let's create it and let's hear some more so the next poet we've got coming on goes by the name of sean clark um her bio reads i am sean born and raised in manchester currently moved to nottingham for university i love having freedom of expression and vocalizing things that i believe hold substance spoken word was a way for me to connect the dots of my emotions my journey and along the way it became my second language but my first love. Really, really lovely bio, I thought. I mean, just upon reading that, I knew that um, she had a way with words. The other thing I will point out is she has an EP out called Lucky Six. Um, I had a quick listen of it and it's really, really great. So it's available on all platforms. I highly recommend you go and give it a listen. And if you want to give Sean a follow on Instagram, head to Sean the Visionary. That's S-I-A-N-T-H-E and then Visionary. Um, so I highly recommend you do that make sure you give her a follow go and check out the EP called Lucky Six the poem we get to hear on the uh, podcast this week is called Skin Behind this smile there's a world called vulnerable it's where my biggest insecurities fall into the ground like seeds and grow like flowers they manifest ask my skin Autumn layers, they'll tell you a story or two, maybe the entire lot, but anyway. On the colour palette, I guess you could call me caramel, disclaimer. It's not always a personal favourite, but the small-minded however would disagree. My layers being a work of art, peel them back one at a time. You'll see my scars from moments of trauma on the battlefield. Those who I thought were my soldiers, wanted to aim and fire their guns at me. Some were successful, they set a blaze to my freedom, blew out my spark. All fundamental things that my skin had to find and treasure again. But my skin is my home, my safe zone, my picturesque. Only one has seen it, for all that it is. If you're listening, you embrace the way my skin folds. When you saw my curves, I was nervous. I questioned if you even deserve to take in my picturesque, but your eyes danced on mine, skin on skin, hairs locked, fingers crisscrossed, you taught me how to fly, get it, F-L-Y, first love yourself, my skin is my home, my safe zone, 
my picturesque. I fell in love with my skin. It's sort of brown, yellow undertone. A place that's soft, filled with culture. <laughs> I think it's because I use baby oil and cocoa butter. But so closed, yet so open. So murky, yet so vivid. My skin is my home. My safe zone. My picturesque. <laughs> picturesque what a lovely piece so we just heard skin by sean clark to give a follow on instagram hit up sean the visionary um and yeah a really lovely piece mixed beautifully with the music behind it my skin is my home my safe zone wonderful thank you very much so let's crack on with the next poet so the next person coming on to the open mic is jamie crawford Um, This poem that he sent over uh, was a new piece, which he called This Is New, (laughs) Uh, very apt name, Um, but it is a wonderful poem. I'm not going to lie. I listened to this on loop for about four or five times just because I kind of kept finding out more about it and more lines, which kind of I really enjoyed. Um, I think his delivery and his tone and his writing is just blended beautifully in this piece. Um, So Jamie is a graphic designer by trade. He also does some music. To give him a follow on Instagram, you can head to Jamie Crawford Music. Um, I highly recommend doing so. I think you'll see from this piece that we're about to hear um, that this guy is, is a real talent. So this is Jamie Crawford with This Is New. Well, this is new. I mean, I've done it before, but it's you. So it's new. There's familiarity in the bedsheets, similarity in the red cheeks. I want to stare, I want to compare, I want to know what you're into and if it tells me what you've been through, because I wonder, what makes you feel right? And should I move here, because I'm not light? And if I do that, will you do it back? And if I do it wrong, will you give me flack? And if I do it wrong, will you do me right? And if I don't last long, will you stay the night? Because I've kissed lips, held hips, and felt dips, but with you, these are new trips. You've got two hands, but they're new to me. And you've got a mouth, because I've heard you speak. They say it's your mind that will set you free, but for me, it's you lying next to me. And it's normal rain, but it's not the same. And they are the brightest stars, but now... That ours. So, fuck it. It's like Disneyland when I hold your hand. Wow, wow. Thank you very much, Jamie Crawford, for sending that in. Um, I just, yeah, I urge you to loop that back and go and listen to it again. I just think it's um, a beautifully written piece. Um, I just really like the kind of cadence and the rhythm of the piece. I think it kind of does it really well and the line I want to know what you're into and if it tells me what you've been through I just think yeah honestly loved it so thank you very much Jamie for sending that in Um, and again that final line it's like Disneyland when I hold your hand okay so I'm going to stop going on about that poem we're going to move on to the next poet coming on to the open mic and that is Leia Quinn Um, so her 
bio reads, I grew up in Southampton and moved to London after getting my BA in English literature from Sussex. I always wrote stories as a kid and attempted my first, utterly horrendous, in brackets, novel at 16, which will never see the light of day. I started writing poetry in college, but I had no idea spoken word was ever really a thing until I got to university. And gradually, over the last couple of years, I've been pushing myself to work on my poetry and performance. I work as a teaching assistant for kids with behavioural difficulties, and I specialise in their English department. Out of work, I write for a number of arts blogs, including the Hysteria Collective, Within Her Words, and my very own blog, the Bibliophile Blog. So the poem we get to hear from Leia today, um, I thought was, again, a really lovely piece. It's called The Arts Generation, um, and I feel like it really does speak to um, the kind of 20-somethings of our modern society, of which I am one of them. Uh, But I just think she kind of phrases it and uh, wraps it all up in a really lovely way. So this is Leia Quinn with The Arts Generation. We are the arts generation. Get some smarts generation. We're the culture and the power and the hearts generation. Saving the world from the fire generation. One Sophie salad at a time generation. We are placards and posters and he's not my president. Paying extortionate rent for really shabby damn residents. We are power to the people and fist in the air. We are choose love and free hugs and tell me I care. With the Greta's and Amicas, Green Westminster, wake up son. We are begging America to put down the gun. We are trans-inclusive and genders a spectrum. We got metal in our tits and hoops in our septums. We ask, is this all right before we jump into bed? And our education was crap, but we give really good head. We travel the world because our hometowns get boring when our minds run in a marathon and our empathy's dawning. But don't get me wrong, we still fuck up a lot. We're all lactose intolerant, the economy's shot. But we're eating less meat and we're ethical consumers and your racism won't slide with us. Okay, boomer? We're the idealistic generation. So, Piz Morgan, sit down, hun. Because despite your best efforts... This snowflake won't melt, son. Yes, Piers Morgan, sit down, hun. Um, again, a really wonderful piece. Um, to give Leia a follow on Instagram, head to the littler Quinn. Um, Quinn is Q-U-I-N-N with two N's at the end there. I imagine she's a smaller Quinn amongst a larger group of quins um so there you go she is the littler one uh so the littler quin thank you very much uh, next up on the open mic we have a poet who goes by the name of angus brown um when she sent me over her work i instantly again was like yes i really want to include your work on the show she sent me a link to her ep um uh and yeah i just thought it was an amazing piece the piece we get to hear is called on giving um and uh it's just a really wonderful piece again she kind of blends a bit of music a bit of piano behind this um and it's a very well put together piece and i think you're really going to enjoy it so let me just quickly read out her bio um angus brown exists somewhere between genders and begun unraveling the whole frenetic web of gender mental illness and unrequited love through poetry the web remains firmly raveled Angus lives and writes in Norwich, where she is a third-year English literature student. Also as well, give her a bit of a shout-out here, she also has an album up on Spotify. It's called Songs of Skin and Sky. Again, I gave it a listen, and I think it's wonderful. So yeah, just I I guess this is maybe quite a good point to kind of say at, at this stage. I've been, as I said before, so blown away by the talent, but also there's so many people putting out albums, putting out EPs, um just kind of really working on the creative process and making 
content. So um, as, as we heard from Phil in the first piece, let's create it. And it's just amazing and so much fun for me to kind of see everyone's output. Um, so, sorry, that was just a little side note there, really. Let's listen to Angus's piece. This is called On Giving. You can give them all compassion, because compassion comprehends. You can bring them all the money, all the Bill Gates never spends. You can warm with costume jewellery, clothe them in the latest trends. There is so much you can do, my darling, but you can't protect your friends. You can whisk them off on holiday, the dappled canopy. You can lay them down when they are hurt and soothe their wounds with TCP. You can bear witness to their problems, license unpaid therapy. There is so much you can do, my darling, but you can't make them happy. You can embrace them, shaking and distraught cocoon with loving arms. You can kiss the downy nape exposed and cushion them with palms. You can whisper charmed affection to them in stanzas, songs and psalms. There is so much you can do, my darling, but there's a limit to your balms. You can watch them sleeping in past one and still pick up the slack. You can make them a mixtape and hear them skip your favourite track. You can hit them up with anapests because they make you look the mac. There is so much you can do, my darling, but they might not love you back. You can understand their ardour, even though you never met her You can stop at all their fractured doubts, the best attempt to fetter You can boost their self-esteem with a polychromatic letter There is so much you can do, my darling But you can't make them feel better You can offer them neat ballads, even when they're not responsive You can see all of your own woes drain away like from a sieve And remind them of the good times There are good times yet to live There is so much you can do, my darling But only so much you can give You can use your skin as plasters, palimpsests to stop the bleed. You can cut hurt out like cancer, suffocate that stithy weed. Or you exfoliate all of your life, give age and youth and seed. There is so much you can do, my darling, but you can't be everything they need. You can play with them at board games, then deliberately miss. You can forgive them all adulteries, every hungry selfish kiss. You can bear them out with patience when they with malice take the piss. There is so much you can do, my darling, and you've done enough. I promise. So that was Angus Brown with On Giving. To give Angus a follow on Instagram, head to Papillondunmatin. And I'm really sorry because that might be a word that I'm just pronouncing wrong, but I'm just going to spell it out for you. P-A-P-I-L-L-O-N-D-U-M-A-T-I-N. Papillondunmatin. Oh God, that's probably really wrong. But yeah, I really urge you to go and check out her EP um, and album, Songs of Skin and Sky and support uh, and follow her. So thank you very much. We're going to jump on to the next poet. So this next poet, um, I actually came across via a Instagram live. Um, So I'm not sure whether you've... guys are aware of the spoken word night in London called Trouble Tongues. It's run by a guy called Sonny Green. Um, And I was on there one night. He does a um, live uh, open mic every single night at 7pm, obviously due to the kind of lockdown. Um, And I came across this poet on there. So this poet is called the Bipolar Poet um, on Instagram. His handle is bipolar underscore poet. This is a really lovely piece again. um, And as I said, when I saw him on the Trouble Tongues Instagram live, I was like really, really excited about his talent and thought he would make for a great guest. 
Um, so to quickly read out his bio, it reads, there has never been a point in my life where I stopped writing. I perform a lot of introspective poetry based on fictional or non-fictional encounters to help people explore the mind of the mentally ill and hopefully shedding some light on the creative darkness that mental illness can gift us with. The poem we get to hear from the bipolar poet is entitled Eden. Enjoy. When lavender lily dewdrop conversations glow under rising suns, I've become engulfed in your memories that won't stream from your sealed lips but pour from your iris. I miss the once but now forever missing seventeen, and now the flames are twinning, the fire is brimming but it still burns at the touch. I'm deciduous oak and you're evergreen. I always wondered how it had ever been, but you focused on how it could never be. In the streams of youth that current and fountain out of these bricks sewn to our fingertips, I still bathed in yours as we neared the cliffs of despair. Is there any endorphins left in the air for me, or just carcinogenic molecular sadness empty and full isn't able to filter out before expanding inside of me? And how I said we should have ended this When our very relationship was strengthened In echo chambers in the dark abyss With a sour sweet cherry kiss Under porcelain stars in the garden of Eden You took my cries for pleading When that was only ever really my heart leaving I reach in Past your walls and call upon the sweet girl who swung on swings on the moonlit tarmac while the wolves howl and sing around the fences. You were always better at defences. I'm senseless when I find myself alone on midnight benches. The stenches of your spring blossoming all over the trees, jostling through my stiff jaw that you seem to have pocketed like a thief with your eyes. I... Oh, once noble I cry, not physically, no, but inside, and I want to die first so you can feel what the future held in your thoughts and how you handed out analytical portions of parasitical abhorrent love and how you looked up at me as a dove, though my feet never left the ground. Perhaps an ode to my height, but strength and might save to say will never suffice for what's right. If the apple owned the eye, then you were a basket of fruit to my limbs. Oh, but whims and desire soft hymns and the fire and however many truths you receive from me, you still manage to call me a liar. If this is all a want can portray, then for you my need is dire. I am a dire wolf. You a knight and I a squire. So let's place the remnants of love upon the pyre. Ignite the matches that were once upon the wicker of the lost souls we buried in Rome. And finally, once and for all, find our way back home. What a powerful piece there from the bipolar poet entitled Eden. Um, again, thank you very much for sending that in. I think, um, listeners, it's kind of worth noting there that he really did show us how you can inject a lot of passion um, into your words, even though you're kind of only being able to like not see him, just hear him speak. But he definitely did inject a lot of meaning and a lot of power through his words and his performance. So I loved it. Thank you very much to the bipolar poet. Next up, we have Heidi Henders. Now, Heidi Henders uh, first came to my attention actually on an episode of Word Spoken, 
So Danny Martin was on the show and he was talking about one of um, his favorite poems that he's ever seen live. And the poem that he was talking about was by Heidi Henders and it was entitled Men Drink Pints. Um, so I thought I'd kind of find the video up on YouTube of her performing it. And I wholeheartedly agreed with him. I think this is a wonderful piece that really kind of speaks to masculinity um, and a way of kind of putting into words the fact that men can often uh, find it very hard to talk about things and end up seeking solace in the kind of very manly act of <laughs> drinking pints. Um, so yeah, it's a really wonderful piece. I've summed it up poorly there, but uh, yeah, we're going to hear it in a, in a little bit. So to read out her bio, Heidi is a poet from Liverpool. She has competed in various slams around the north of England and was one of the 12 poets published in the BBC Words First anthology, Use Words First. Uh, in 2019. So the poem we are going to hear is called Men Drink Pints by Heidi Henders. Men drink pints. Hold when old pubs, cobble floor and fireside, men drink pints. Swanky clubs, creme and bar stools, a light beer pint please, men drink pints. Dark ale, pale ale, catch up with an old friend, miles from home, travel for the perfect brew, men drink pints. And they might just have one before a slow drive home, wipers on, rain on window, tea on table, dog at door. Men drink pints. Maybe two, maybe three, big night out on the town, get around in, get the sound up. Good pint this, men drink pints. For the football, for the full group, for the first since the baby, for the last before the wedding. For every occasion, just that little bit of head and the perfect pint. For the birthdays and the bad days, one for the road, one for the wake, one for the sake of it. With the darts, with the curry, with every expectation of a night on the town, men drink pints. And they drink another and another and another and another. And my brother doesn't talk to my mum anymore. And I don't know when it stopped. Men drink pints. She'll ask him a question and he bats her away. Men drink pints. And I'm worried about why he has nothing to say. Men drink pints. There's food on the table, nice and warm, made with love, but not a word from the lips of the sun. Big bike, big boots, big man, small talk will be fine. He's going out for a pint with the lads. And I wonder, when men drink pints, did they talk? If I walked in, would they all sit to pints cupped in strong hands, tights, lipped, drink sipped, all mute? Or is it that raucous laughter about things that do not matter? Cute girls, football scores. No one cares about the cricket, George, having fun, clutching pints full of ale. And when men drink pints, do they know the statistics? Are they worried when a friend skips a night? Are they all right? Who do they tell? Do pints help? I don't know, because my brother doesn't talk to his sister anymore. And I don't know if I should be concerned. Is he just being a lad? Is it bad? Because he will go for a pint with my dad and they talk and my dad tells us all of his thoughts. So there's a second-hand closeness to it all. And while men drink pints, my mother drinks worry, swirls into a teacup. It's a big world for her son to get lost in. Measures of trouble to face, but it's all hops and barley over here. Hold up in old pubs, cob floor and fireside, men drink pints. An amazing piece there by Heidi Henders entitled Men Drink Pints. I think that's a really powerful piece and I think she kind of performs that in a way which really has a lot of impact. And as I said, when I when I heard it for the first time, I fell in love with it. So thank you very much, Heidi. Um, I think one of my favourite, favourite lines in that is, while men drink pints, my mother drinks worry swirled into a teacup. Just think it's amazing imagery there. And yeah, thank you, Heidi, so much. So we've got three more poets coming on to the open mic this episode, um, the first of which goes by the name of David Atkinson. Um, so David gives us a little bit of an intro to his poem um, in a little bit, so I will leave him to do that. Um, but one thing I will point out 
um, is that he has his own podcast. It's called David Atkinson Tiny Letter Podcast. I've been tuning into it and I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's it's um, kind of a crossover really between an audio book and a podcast, um, but he's essentially reading out kind of diary entries, I guess you could say. Um, but his delivery and performance is really, really lovely to listen to. So yeah, I really recommend you go and check out that podcast. It's called David Atkinson Tiny Letter Podcast. To give him a follow on Instagram, it's a Dave to remember. So the poem we get to hear from him is called Holding Hands With You. Hello, my name is David Atkinson. I am a gay Glaswegian writer and performer living in London. I'm going to read one of my poems for you which is called Holding Hands With You, which is an homage to my favourite Frank O'Hara poem, Having a Coke With You. And it's all about the beginnings of dating someone that you really like when everything feels amazing and you can't stop holding hands. So here it is, Holding Hands With You. It makes complete sense. It feels like the logical place for them to be. Where else would they be other than together? Apart. It sounds ridiculous to me. Impossible even. I wonder where mine used to go. What they used to do before they instinctively reached for yours like they do now. We talk about everything and nothing. And sometimes you laugh like a sunset on an expansive horizon. Fuchsia and baby blue. Like nothing could be more beautiful. Like nothing matters. Our hands... They are together all the while. A parting of their grip is only a commercial break before we return to regularly scheduled programming. My fingers study yours with strokes like they're an exam on my favourite subject. We're nearly at the station. We have to go our separate ways. So eventually we peel them apart, the hands. Fingers unfurling like roses in bloom. Our mouths say goodbye. See you tomorrow. But our eyes say, don't go. At least, I know mine do. Thank you very much to David Atkinson for performing that piece entitled Holding Hands With You. I think it was beautifully written and beautifully performed. So yeah, thank you very much. Once again, I'll urge you to go and check out his podcast entitled David Atkinson Tiny Letter Podcast. It's out on all platforms well worth a listen on instagram it's a dave to remember i think my favorite line in that piece that we've just heard there is fingers unfurling like roses in bloom i just think beautifully well written and yeah i just really really liked it so thank you very much david okay so moving on to the final two poets of this open mic episode the first of which goes by the name of eleanor clark so eleanor is actually someone i used to work with and I think it's kind of potentially quite rare to find someone in your place of work who kind of shares a passion and an interest um, in spoken word and poetry. So when we kind of did learn that each other was kind of very much into this, it was great. We went to lots of open mic nights together. Um, and yeah, we got to kind of become quite close friends through that, really, uh, which is quite a lovely thing to be able to do with uh, someone that you work with. So really really glad that uh she did send one piece in i must admit i did kind of nudge her but um it's mainly because this is my favorite piece of hers i've i've heard her perform lots and i think she's really really amazing but this 
piece in particular, um, she very much knows this as well. It's just one of my favourites. Um, she performed it once uh, at Chocolate Poetry Club. Um, and Sean, one of the guys that works for there, just kind of came up to her afters and was like, thanks so much. Like, I loved it. And it was just, yeah, great to kind of see her get the reception that this poem deserves so much. So let's hear it. This is Eleanor Clark with Peach Milk. Peach Milk. Mother said my brother was a peach because he was soft and beautiful. I was a coconut because no one knew how to get through to me. Too big to be dainty, I did not fold into other people's worlds. I dreamt my hair fell out, and in my hands I held a tiger's fur, flaming red. The man gave me crayons and told me to cut out shapes from paper. I tore the top and looped them from a string. I dreamt my teeth fell out, melting in my maw like milk. But when I swallowed, it was peach juice, thick and sweet. I mopped my mouth with soft fingers and felt the cold, wet to the milk carton handle, painting red on curling palms. The man peered above his glasses and told me to make a list, but the bullet points were empty. He placed a peach on the paper and said that I should crush it, but I couldn't, just roared in silence. I dreamt my eyes fell out, and that was dark, sight pilfered from my emptied sockets. I wore the blinded orbs as earrings but didn't know. Mother said she'd never talked about peaches and coconuts. Maybe it was just a dream, she said. Dead pan. I dreamt my dreams fell out like milk eking through my ears, too small not to spill through the vastness of the future. So that was Eleanor Clark with Peach Milk. Um, and yeah, a really, really lovely piece to give her a follow on Instagram. Head to Eleanor Clark. So that's E-L-I-N-O-R-C-L-A-R-K-K. So with two Ks at the end to keep up to date with all of her poetry that she puts out. So yeah, thank you very much, Eleanor, for sending that in. Really, really lovely to be able to kind of put that out as part of the show. So the next person, the last person, in fact, coming on to the show goes by the name of Jeremy Gunny. Very, very much last, but certainly not least. Um, the piece we're going to hear from him today is incredibly powerful. I was very grateful for him sending it in. I have seen him perform a couple of times. Um, I met him on, on the scene uh, and his work is very, very powerful, as you are about to hear. Um, I will point you to a little project that he's been working on recently, which he's recently put out. So he made a short film. Um, the title of the film is entitled I Knocked on My Abuser's Door. It's up on his Instagram page um, and it's really well made and he did a very good job of it. Um, you will tell by the title, the, the, the content of what the film and also this poem that we're about to hear is. Um, and I just think it just kind of goes without saying that 
his strength and bravery and courage to speak about this topic um, is something we can all learn from. And so I just thank him for that. Um, to give him a follow on Instagram, head to Jeremy Gunny. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-G-U-N-E. The piece we're going to hear from him today is entitled Storytelling. He was just not getting back to me. I made so many attempts at contact. Messages on Facebook, emails. I even went and confronted his wife at her work to tell her to get him to contact me. He did not respond to anything. So what was I to do from there? I never wanted it to come to this. Follow his wife home from work and go knock on his front door. I always felt a little uneasy with this option, like it never really sat right with me, you know? I just wanted one meet with him. To look him in the eye and say, what the hell do you think you were doing? I was just a child. So, I parked my car outside of his wife's work and I waited patiently, watching every car come out of the gate. I was there for about an hour and there was still no sign of her. And I started thinking to myself that maybe things weren't going to work out like this. But then she walked out. I literally couldn't believe it. I jumped out of my car and I began following her. Not too close. If she was to have seen me, this whole thing would have been over. She turned into a housing estate and I watched her from the corner of the street let herself into her house. So now I had where she lived, which meant I had where he lived. I took a couple of moments to myself and I thought, yes, this is really it. And I knocked on the door and he answered. I was now standing face to face with the man that sexually abused me when I was a child for the first time since it was all going on 25 years ago. He recognised me instantly and went to slam the door shut, but I managed to hold it open and get my foot in front of it. And I looked straight at him. You remember me, don't you? Did you honestly think that I wouldn't come for you one day? He started shouting, go away, go away, while repeatedly trying to get the door closed, but my foot was firmly placed and the door was going nowhere. So I continued. What were you doing? I was a child, still playing with toys, and you were getting me to suck your dick, and every time I got to the explicit detail, he would shout over me in a panic, trying to drown out my voice. I don't know what you were talking about. Go away. You're trying to blackmail me for money or something. You're making all of this up. I just laughed at him. Whilst this was all going on, his wife was in the background, on the phone to the police, in an absolute panic, screaming that I was trying to break into the house. It must have sounded like chaos on the phone. I was happy that they were being called. I tried to prosecute this man last year for what he did to me. 
But it happened so long ago, there wasn't enough evidence, so the case was closed. So for them to call the police and bring their attention back to this situation can only be a good thing. So I continued at the door to say everything that I wanted to say to him. And he was becoming more and more angry that I wouldn't stop. He started shouting to his wife, just get a knife, get a knife. He kept repeating it. And I said to him, just calm down, will you? My God, if only I could have shown the police his reactions to me. Pure panic, pure fear. It had guilty written all over it. It didn't take long for the police to arrive. And they arrived in force. They jumped out of their cars and they surrounded me. Can you tell me what's going on here? And I said, yes. That is the man that abused me when I was a child. And I've come to speak to him about it. As soon as I said this, it changed everything. It was like they could see I wasn't there to cause trouble. They went and got statements off both him and his wife. And they both decided to press charges against me. So I was arrested and taken to the station for further questioning. The final offences that I am being charged with are assault on him for pushing the door into him and pushing him in the chest and stalking and harassment on both of them for the times I've tried to make contact with them over the last 18 months. And now I have to go to court for this. And that is not a good situation to be in. But it is okay. Because I am going to stand in that courtroom and be very open about why I knocked on his front door in the first place. And then he can really begin to see. It doesn't matter what he does now. He cannot get away from this. Because I am going to speak out at every opportunity. And that is his worst nightmare. So there we go. That was Jeremy Gunny with a piece entitled Storytelling. Thank you very much for sharing that. So that brings a close to the open mic episode of Word Spoken. Um, This is, as I said, this is the first of two. So if you haven't heard your poem in this episode, please do not worry uh, because there is another opportunity coming up very, very shortly where I'm going to put out another 10. So... Thank you very much to everyone that applied just to kind of run down the list of poets that we've heard on this episode. They are Phil Joa, Sean Clark, Jamie Crawford, Leah Quinn, Angus Brown, the Bipolar Poet, Heidi Henders, David Atkinson, Eleanor Clark and Jeremy Gurney. A incredible group of poets with 10 really beautiful pieces. So I just, again, want to say a massive thank you for all of them for applying to come on and a massive thank you for sharing your work. Um, So as I said, tune in next week where we're going to get to hear part two of these open mic series. Um, If you don't already, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram at wordspokenpodcast. I've been your host, Henry. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you all next time. Cheers. Oh